Welcome to Demystification, a bi-weekly podcast produced by the NC State Graduate School that looks to pull back the curtain on graduate education at NC State and beyond. Join me, Peter Harries, Dean of the Graduate School, as I talk with current graduate students, university administrators, faculty, and alumni about their why, their research, and their own graduate journey. In our next few episodes, we specifically focus on our international student population and how these students have been able to successfully navigate their NC State experience. In this episode, PhD student Julio Avalos and I discuss his graduate education journey and his research interests focused on earthquake engineering, the seismic behavior of buildings, and the seismic design of building and bridges. Let's listen in. Well, Julio, it's a real pleasure today to have this opportunity to learn a little bit more from you about your graduate history and also, you know, what you've accomplished within graduate school. So, first of all, I want you to talk a little bit about your sort of academic trajectory from El Salvador and, you know, how you ended up at NC State. So if you could fill us in a little on that, it'd be great. Thanks for the invitation. I'm very glad to be here. So... I'm from El Salvador. I did my bachelor's in 2012, I graduated. Then I was working for three years in industry, but I was like, I wanted the more knowledge. And it's not possible to get it in my country because we don't have a master's degree program in our field, in civil engineering. So I was trying to get a scholarship to do something else to, to learn more. So I went to Bologna in Italy I did my master's there in 2014 to 2016, and I, I wanted something more. Like I said, like I, I would like to pursue a, an academic, academic uh, path, so I wanted to be a professor. In El Salvador, it was possible to do that because we don't have too many PhDs. So I went back to my country to start teaching, and I was more like, like I said, like, yeah, this is what I want. I want to teach, but I, I would like to know more to be able to transmit everything to my students. And it's not possible in my country. So I start trying to find a way to get a scholarship or get funding to do a PhD. And I contact one professor, that is Dr. Mervyn Kowalski. He's famous in seismic design area. So I, I start con- uh, sending emails and he answered me. And we start talking and I had several interviews with him once I was applying also to another universities just to have like some like something was not going good like to have a backup plan I was accepted in in other university in in Europe and at the same time that uh, Dr. Kowalski told me like hey you have the experience and you have what we want here so can you apply and I started the all the application process here and I was like, oh, NC State, I start searching for all this, the, the things, and I saw like all the resources that you have here. And it was like, oh, this is a very good place for me. It's what I was trying to find, which before for fear to not get accepted in any US university, for example, I never applied in any US university until I, I start talking with Dr. Mervyn Kowalski. And yeah, NC State, I. I will never regret applying here. It's, it's wonderful, everything. 
Yeah, so you've had kind of a, a wandering academic career moving from El Salvador to Italy and now to the U.S. I mean, what's different about the educational systems or, you know, graduate education between those different areas, or is it the same? Yeah, in El Salvador, well, it's very basic because our professors, they know what they're teaching, but it's like they don't have a, an additional education, so it's what they learn in the bachelor what we are also learning. So it's basic, but it's, it's enough to be able to succeed in a, in a master's program outside our country. In Italy, if I compare Italy from here, it's, let's say the, the way to, Italy is very theoretical. So they give a lot of theory, a lot of theory, not so practical stuff, which is not bad, I, I like it. And here's both, it's like they are giving them the old theory, the deep, deep things, also, you can see those in practice. Like the research that I'm doing, you, you can see what you're designing. And I really like to mix those and to put all that knowledge together. And being abroad, it's like kind of, you're learning how, like being in an international student uh, uh, environment, it's very nice to learn cultures, things, different cultures. And I can also feel that here. Like, even if, like, it's, it's very different, but I, I really like like that environment that we, we have here with international and local people. Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit about your research, you know, sort of combining the theoretical and the practical. Can you tell us, like, what are you actually researching and, you know, why does it matter? Yeah. So I'm doing a research in, it's a new kind of connection for bridges, for new bridges. So what they, in Right now, people want to do it build faster without having to close roads, for example. So in that case, we, I'm developing like a connection where you can precast your column, you can precast your footing and your beams, and you just go to place, to the field, and you just put the column inside the footing and without having to do something else. So that will help to build everything faster. But it must be seismic resistant. So I need to design that connection to be able to sustain an earthquake load, for example, in Alaska or any earthquake region that we have. And that's the, like the goal. So I'm doing half scale, scale testing. I'm designing the connection. I'm like trying to get all the behavior, what's going on. I'm tracking all the strains, displacements, what's all the phases. So after that, I can design, I can propose some formulas to design those kind of connections and people can start using those, building fast as they want, but also in a safe way. So it will be helping in that kind of uh, context. And it will not be only for the US, it will be for all the countries where they have earthquake activity. Like in my country, for example, we can use those and it can help to improve like a lot of construction. I hope it, it can be used in the future. Awesome. I mean, have you ever had any that you've tried and just like, oh, this does not work for earthquakes? You know, this is, there's yeah. some design issue with that. Yeah, right now, because I'm trying also to find that line where this will not work. I did one of the previous tests, didn't work at all. Like I start applying load and it's just a start moving, not getting force. And it's like, this is what we don't want. But now I know the parameters that I consider for not for having that. So I can say, okay, you should not design in this way 
not you're going to have this type of failure. So I'm, I'm right now I'm designing for failing, like for not achieving my goals, but I'm designing for achieving my goals. So I can have like also a safety factor and know, okay, if you're not designing in a good way, you will have this failure. So I, I'm having both. Yeah, sometimes you learn a lot by things that don't work, right? And, yes. and it shows you what you can't do. That's awesome. Another thing you mentioned, you know, when you were talking about your journey was funding. And so how did you become aware of, you know, the fact that in many cases, graduate school, especially at the doctoral level, there's funding in place to, you know, promote the success of students and, and try to reduce the financial burden on them? Well, in our country, we, don't, we are not aware of that. It's kind of, I start talking with the professor, and then I was planning like to ask him, do you have some kind of a scholarship or something? Uh, but we are not aware. Like, so it's, it was like, I'm planning to try to get something. After I start talking with him, he mentioned me like, oh, I have fundings for this, so you can be fully funded, or probably you will have to be a TA sometime. So depending on how everything goes, I didn't know about the TA also. So I didn't know. I asked him, is this a scholarship or not? And he said, no, it's not a scholarship. It's that I'm going to be paying you in this in this way. He starts explaining me that, which I didn't, I don't, I didn't have any idea about how that works. So that's why also I was afraid to apply before. It took me three years to apply to the US. Because I was like, I don't know, I cannot pay. I, yeah, I didn't have the money to pay these. So it was like, after hear, listening his words, I was like, a kind of, oh, okay, this is, this is possible. So let's continue with this application. So it really happened just through the conversation. I mean, it wasn't like you read something and said, oh, yeah. I can get funding. Yeah, so. no, and that happens with a lot of people in our countries. In, in Latin America, I know it happens. Like, we don't know what's going on outside our countries. Yeah. We don't have any idea. And that's our fear. Like, oh, should I apply here? I don't have the money to pay. Do they have scholarships? Sometimes we're waiting for a scholarship just to come from this guy. Like, oh yeah, thanks. But it's yeah, I mean, at the graduate level, we really don't have that many scholarships. I mean, it usually is through teaching and research assistantships that you that you get that support. So just sort of talking more broadly, you know, if you think about your graduate career both in Italy and here, what do you think are the most important things you've learned in graduate school that you wouldn't have known? or wouldn't have experienced if you, you know, had never taken, I mean, almost a risk in terms of, of pursuing more education. Yeah, I learned a lot, like, a part of the theory that I'm, that right now I know a little bit more, like, comparing with the, just the bachelor, like, how to also do a research. Before I was like, oh, I just need to do this and this. And it's not like that. You, you need to take time to do research, to go deep and to try to solve a problem. Not just like, oh, I think this, which I was doing before. I was like, do you have this problem? Yeah, I will just solve it like this or just reading one, one paper, for example. So it gives you also that in the like, way to try to think more, trying to find different ways to solve the problem, just not stay with one. And then applying all the theory that you are learning how to apply because sometimes in bachelor at least in our in my country it's like here's the theory and you know how to apply just in that specific case but the graduate school it's like no you know the theory you should learn how to apply it in different like ways not it's not only you have the formula and just feel it 
Yeah. You need to know why everything is there, why and when to apply it really. Or, so that kind of think is what I learned in, in graduate school. And mm -hmm. I think it's very important if you want to be a researcher or academic, just not like, just do this, this, and this, because you're teaching the same to the students. They mm -hmm. will never think out of the box. It will just be, it's this, and you give a different problem, they don't know how to solve it. So I think that's like something that I really, really learned. And you know, if you went back to El Salvador to teach, you know, how different would you be as an instructor now than, you know, when you, for instance, came back from Italy? So I would be like, not just teaching the problem, the formula, uh, as I was teaching before. Like, oh, here's the formula. You use it like this. No, I will be like, okay, the formula will come after. This is what is happening now. You have did, you have to think in this way. So this is going like the deep in the problem. Then you have this formula that you can apply in this, in this way. In several cases, you don't need to be like fixed, like, but understanding what's going on behind those formulas that someone develop and they work, but when will they not work? That's something also that I've learned here, like, okay, you should not do it in this case. So I will be teaching like that, and also, for example, when designing the exams, like, put problems not, like, trying to find if they learn that, not how to apply the formula, that's not probably the good way. But that's sort of what we call plug and chug, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's the formula, just, like, put that stuff in there, and you get the answer, bingo, you're right. And yeah. I think... You know, I often say that in graduate school, you often learn, like, why everything you, you learned as an undergrad is at least oversimplified, if not wrong, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, coming from another country, what, what was the, the largest challenges that you faced adjusting to graduate school here at NC State, and maybe in, in Italy, too? Yeah, so the first one, it's the language, the barrier. Like, even when, let's say, we know how to speak Sometimes the, your accent could be different than people, or I thought like people cannot understand my accent, or am I pronouncing well the words? Am I, maybe I don't know if I'm using a good grammar. Like, so I was afraid of that, speaking to people, like, oh, is he understanding me? And so I think that after a while you get rid of that and then you start speaking. And that's, I suppose it's normal because I'm used to speaking another language not in English, but right now I, I'm improving also in that way. I'm a little bit more confident talking, and even I know some words I'm not pronouncing them good, but it's like I'm asking like, hey, can you tell me when that, this is not good so I can learn. So it's probably that was the most challenge. So did you end up learning Italian too? Yes, or? I learned Italian in six months, because I, I was like, they didn't want to talk with me in English or Spanish, so it was like, I need to talk <laughs> something. <laughs> and I had to learn in six months, and in one year I was fluent uh -huh. with Italian, and at the end of the two years of the master, I was talking better Italian than English at that moment, so it was kind of, I, I like it, and I still practice in Italian, mm -hmm. but I, now it's like I'm improving also my English, so I, I like that to learn and to improve. Any other any other issues with adjusting? Just like the cultural yeah. things, like for example, I still have some parts of that that in my country you cannot walk with your phone. With your phone, like if you want to be checking your phone, you can't because they will rob you. So here it's like if I'm going out, 
I put my, I have my wallet in front in my in my pocket, because also you cannot have it behind or they will steal. So it's kind of I'm still having that and I'm walking and I'm watching everybody that is around me, just in case they want to do something to me. But I know they won't. <laughs> it's not like that. But so here I'm feeling free to walk. I cannot walk at night. I, here I can do. I can go on with the bike, for example, in El Salvador, it's, it's impossible. They will hit me with the car immediately. Huh. So those think it's like, should I do this? And then it's like, I see people doing it and they are doing this. Yeah, here I think you almost have to have your cell phone. I don't think you can walk without your <laughs> cell phone now. You know, it's yeah. a challenge. Um, yeah, that's, that's certainly different culturally. Now, what do you see as, as a benefit of having gotten your PhD here at NC State? I mean, how do you think that sets you up for, you know, whatever the future is that you envision for yourself? Yeah, with the PhD here, I, one, it's like, I know the knowledge that I'm getting here and the experience in research, it's very, very good. And this will open some doors for me also if, I want to continue with the academic path. I I will hope to continue here in the U.S. teaching. Maybe, I don't know if it's possible at NC State, which I would like. I love this city and the university. If not, I'm pretty sure that getting a degree from here, it will open the doors in another universities. Or even it could be another opening the doors in industry. Because I know a lot of people that get the degree from here, the PhD, they have very good jobs outside. So I know it will open the doors in the future for me, anywhere in the world that I would like to. Yeah, and just to follow up on one thing you said, you said, you know, you would love to stay here and you love this place. Like, why, what is it about this place that you, that, you know, even as an international student, you feel comfortable here and, you know, you would consider staying here? Yeah, I feel like here they don't care if you are international or not. They treat you as, as a human being. I know in some other countries or that it's like if you don't speak their language, okay, they don't care about you. There are some kind of racism uh, outside, but I don't feel that here. I feel like I can also approach to professors and they treat you as equal. In other countries where I have been, it's like if you're not a PhD, you cannot talk with a PhD like in the same level. You are under them. It's kind of, it feels weird because you're trying to get a PhD and oh, I'm superior than you. Sometimes it, that makes you feel bad. And here I, I never felt that. I can approach to a lot of professors and they're willing to help. They're willing to talk and I like that, that environment. They are very friendly. They always have time even though they are very busy. <laughs> with the research and everything but they are they're like that and I like that environment so for me it's like that's a good sign where I would like to be more time mm -hmm. instead of like oh I'm just working myself and I don't care about any other ones which can happen in other places one of the questions that we ask everybody you know and obviously our perceptions change like what would you tell your younger self you know about let me do that again. Let me just forget that one. <clears throat> one of the questions that we ask everyone on this podcast is, what would you tell your younger self, you know, now given the experience that you've had? Yeah, so I will tell, like, don't be afraid of applying. Because before I was afraid to apply here in the U.S. Because thinking like, oh, 
well, one, the language barrier, even though I knew it, how to speak, but also like, is my knowledge right now good enough to be there? Like, will I be accepted? I didn't want to fail. And so I was like afraid of that. And you should not be afraid. You should apply. And already you have a no as an answer. You don't lose anything to apply and you can get impressed of what you can do. And after getting accepted, it's like, yeah, I can do it. So I can be sure that everybody can do it. Okay, and what was the other one? Craig? Just um, what advice would you give other international students, which almost, I bet, is gonna be similar, right? Similar to what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that we're, that we're focused on, actually, is in recruiting more students from Latin America to NC State, just because we think there are a lot, there's a lot of great talent out there. So what message would you give other international students about NC State and like why they should come here to pursue their PhDs? Yeah. Okay, so I think the first one is like, try to find a professor in your area, talk with them, they are very friendly, they, are, they will answer back, and here all the facilities, research, and all the resources are very good, so apply don't have any kind of fear applying. As you mentioned, we have a very a lot of people with a lot of talent. They are very intelligent. Sometimes we don't have that opportunity to show that to others. We don't sometimes we don't know that there's there are opportunities for this. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people from Latin America can also grow here. They will be successful. So don't be afraid to apply talk with professors and NC State is a great place for you to develop as a person and as a professional okay well thanks again for your time and you know answering all of my questions well, thanks thanks for everything thank you we hope you've enjoyed these specific episodes focused on our international graduate student population here at NC State Please continue to tune in as we bring you the unique stories of our graduate students and those that have successfully navigated graduate school. Be well.